I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Another week, another marquee matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. This week, it is the Baltimore Ravens. The Chiefs are three and a half point favorites against Baltimore, a banged up Baltimore team. Joining me now from Locked on Chiefs, Ryan Tracy. And Ryan, this is a Chiefs team that that did need a comeback win to beat the Browns, but they're still the favorite, not just in the AFC West, not just in the AFC, but in the league to win the Super Bowl. They are still the favorite. So what do the Chiefs need to do to get a win against Baltimore on Sunday night? You know, really, all they have to do is not beat themselves. They they did a little bit of that early in the game against the Cleveland Browns. Browns took advantage of it and played very, very well. And kudos to Baker Mayfield for keeping up there. And then they just kind of turned it on at the last minute when they they put it all together. And they're playing with a revamped offensive line, five new starters. And so while they have a lot of talent, performing as a unit was a little bit difficult the first game out. They're hoping to clean that up against the Ravens. Um, I don't expect any of the crazy underhand inside passes like you saw last year against the Ravens. Uh, a lot of options there, but it is an exploration of what this team is in 2021. So one of the things that this has been a test of for Baltimore is the Ravens like to bring extra bodies in pressure. They want to blitz you. They want to send more guys than you can block. They want to try and confuse and pressure. The thing about that is Patrick Mahomes, um, he doesn't care about that. Uh, he will dice you up if he, especially if he can ID where the pressure is coming from. And in, in the Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes era, the Chiefs have handled it with a plum. So... Uh, how can Baltimore attack Kansas City in a way that could potentially work for Baltimore? And and let me rephrase it on the other side. What could Baltimore do that would uh, potentially make you nervous for how the Chiefs would be able to attack them? Sure. I mean, they could come out and be outlandish and not be themselves and not run that covered zero, what, 15% of the game, not blitz on 38% like they did two years ago. Like if you can control yourself and your own tendencies, then maybe you have a chance. There's a blueprint out there. Everybody likes to call it a blueprint. It's really kind of a couple of ideas that if you put them all together and you get pass rush and you can play deep zones, cover three, cover four, cover six, which I don't see Baltimore doing to break that tendency, you have a chance there. And I think really it's not who they are. No, exactly. And uh, it's not who Wink is. And if he wants to change that up, if he can take a look in the mirror and say, especially now with the walking wounded that I have, I'm not sure they can put a whole defense on the field. They have to adapt. If they decide to get into more zones and do some zone dogging and, and send guys out of the blue that they haven't seen on film over the last three seasons, I think they might be able to keep up for a while. Uh, in the end, I don't think they're going to have enough, but hey, you might as well make it interesting. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcast. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, will week two in the NFL be for the underdogs again? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. There was a lot of hesitation over the Washington-New York game heading into Thursday night, but the game didn't disappoint. In fact, it came down to a kick with no time left. What's going on, Washington football team fans? I'm Chris Russell here at FedEx Field. 
with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. The Washington football team wins 30-29 to in walk-off fashion and in the most weirdest of ways that you possibly can. Dustin Hopkins, a game-winning 43-yard field goal after missing a potential game-winning 48-yard field goal. But Dexter Lawrence was offsides. Uh, obviously was flagged for it and Hopkins got to kick it again and it was good as time expired and Washington survives and moves to 1-1 one and one overall 1-0 one and oh in the division. They travel to Buffalo next Sunday so they have the mini bye. This game was all about Taylor Heineke after a rough start in the first couple of series. He settled down 34-46 336 yards two touchdowns and yes a bad late pick but also a big late drive just two plays hooking up on a big one to J.D. McKissick and then a 19-yarder to Ricky Seals-Jones in the back corner of the end zone that gave Washington the lead before former Washington kicker Graham Gano kicked one of his four field goals uh, on the night to re-give the Giants the lead and then again that led to Dustin Hopkins uh, after a bunch of timeouts and whistles and flags and no flow eventually Washington was able to get in position and Hopkins kicked that game-winning field goal, but not without some drama on top. So the Giants are 0-2, Washington 1-1. You know, the weird thing about this is my cousin in Trinidad unfortunately missed this game because his friend watched it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. Please don't listen to anything I say. (laughs) Google that one if you don't get it. Two-way star Shohei Otani won't pitch Friday for the LA Angels because of a sore right arm that could sideline him as a pitcher for the rest of the season. The arm discomfort won't prevent Otani from continuing to serve as a designated hitter. The Angels slugger is second in the major leagues with 44 home runs and 74 extra base hits and fourth with a 598 slugging percentage. One game that might be overlooked this weekend is the Vikings versus the Cardinals. Kyler Murray won the MVP in week one. What are the keys for Minnesota? What's up, everybody? Luke Braun here from Locked on Vikings. Biggest key to victory for the Vikings against the Cardinals. I think it's going to be tightening things up and condensing things. Of course, the Vikings have to take care of the penalty issues that plagued them in week one. If they don't do that, it's all over and nothing else really matters. So provided that they do that... They have to tighten things up. The Cardinals are a spread-out offense and a spread-out defense. They want to utilize all that speed that they have between Isaiah Simmons and Chandler Jones on defense, and as well as uh, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, that crazy wide receiver quarter that they have on offense. Tighten things up, make the game a more physical one than a speed game one, and I think that's where the Vikings will have an advantage. The Indianapolis Colts will make their debut on the acclaimed HBO series Hard Knocks later during the regular season. That is a change, of course. This is the first time that HBO will follow a team during the regular season. Hard Knocks, which features cameras going behind the scenes of teams, has always followed teams during training camps in past seasons. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. The Green Bay Packers, they looked pretty terrible in week one, but they faced the Lions in week two, and they are 11.5-point favorites. The Texans made the Jaguars look bad in week one, but they are now 12.5-point underdogs against the Browns that let a win slip away against the Chiefs. 
and the 49ers almost gave the game back to the Lions in week one, and they lost Raheem Mostert in the process, but they are three-point favorites against the Eagles, who embarrassed the Falcons in week one. For all your football gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 100% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. For some teams, they're looking to throw out week one. For others, they are hoping to build on their success. So how do you make money off of week two? Joining me now from betonline.ag, Dave Mason. And Dave, there are some really interesting games here. And, and to me, I look at this and I, I see some lines. I see some opportunities to make a little bit of money. What stands out to you in terms of the betting opportunities for week two? Well, you know, week one is all about the underdogs, right? The underdogs went 12 and four against the spread. So, um, you know, the, could there be some <laughs> regression to the mean? We hope not because we're always rooting for the dogs over here at Bet Online. But, uh, the, you know, the Sharps have been out already. They, they bet Seattle minus three and a half. They're already up to minus six versus Tennessee. Uh, they took the Chargers minus two and a half. That's up to three and a half versus the Cowboys. Miami, they took about plus three and a half, and that's now plus three. You know, that's only a half a point, but that, that's on a key number. So, you know, three is the biggest number in NFL. So that's a significant move, even though it's only a half a point when you move on a three or off the three. That's always pretty significant. Also with Philly, same thing. They took Philly at plus three and a half. That's now plus three versus the visiting Niners. And lastly, New England, uh, they took about minus three and a half, and that's already – up to six minus six at the Jets. So when when you're looking at these lines, you know, I had someone ask me about this today because there, there are a couple big lines. You've got Cleveland, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, double-digit favorites over the Texans. The Packers, double-digit favorites over the Lions. The Buccaneers, double-digit favorites over the Falcons. And I have people say to me, hey, you know, I kind of like that line. And when I look at it, I go, okay, I'm not betting – road dogs who are double digit underdogs unless i think they have a chance to win outright just as a premise what do you think about that yeah that's a lot of points you know <laughs> I, I i always say you know in football and you look at these teams they're like all right the packers are gonna bounce back right you know and they're playing the the lions and and you know the the, the texans they're horrible i guess and they're playing at the browns who, who looked good last week in defeat and the falcons are horrible that's but it's double digits, man. And all it takes, you know, they can be, you see time and time again, I, I just have such a hard time betting those, the, those double digit favorites. I, I don't care who they are, but you know, it's, I, I usually keep those teams for my survivor pool instead and, and try to try to pick <laughs> apart the smaller spreads. You know, I, I like trying to get those games where, you know, I think it's a coin flip and you're getting a few points either way and, and go with that. But, uh, you know, it's, and that's, that's the thing, you know, the, the, the yeah, you usually see less action on those games too. So I think the public right. sees that too. So we, we usually get less volume. On those games, I mean, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the primetime game, the, the Monday night game lines of Packers that will do crazy volume and the 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 
the public's on the Packers right now, like 70% of the early actions on the Packers. But, you know, it, usually the games with the closer spreads, especially those road, this road chalk, you know, like Kansas City, Chiefs minus three and a half at the Ravens on Sunday night, that, that will do more action. Coming up, what keeps Alabama from running away from Florida? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, makers of the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's something that I have all the time. All the time I have it in the morning sometimes as a breakfast replacement. If I don't have time, I have a toddler. I don't always have time to make myself food. I have it in the afternoon sometimes when I didn't have time to have very much for lunch. We are all busy and we all still want to have something that tastes delicious and is good for us. And that's the great thing about Built Bar. Not only do they taste great, they're high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Right now, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off on your order at Built.com. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. You guys are never going to believe this. The matchup of the college football weekend is two SEC teams. Stop me if you guys have heard this before. Number one, Alabama against a high-ranked SEC team. In this case, number 11, Florida. And yet, the Crimson Tide, 14 and a half point favorites over at Bet Online. Joining me now from Locked On SEC is Chris Gordy. And Chris, um, it's one of those things where Alabama, it, it almost doesn't matter how high the, the opponent is ranked that, that, that they're facing. It's just like they have to be double-digit favorites. Give me a reason. Give me a reason to get excited about Florida in this game. <laughs> well, the big reason is his name is Anthony Richardson. He's the backup quarterback at Florida, yeah. highly touted recruit. He's a physical freak. The first week of uh, the season, in pregame warmups, he was doing backflips. And this is a guy who's like six foot three, six foot four. Like he's a that. huge guy. And so the big problem is he tweaked his hamstring on a, on a touchdown run last week against South Florida. So he's been kind of nursing that. They say he's fine. He's going to be okay. But if he's healthy, he gives Florida an added dynamic. Emory Jones is still their starter, and he has some running ability as well. But I think if they play both guys, I think they'll have a chance to hang around with Alabama for a while. Now, is that because you think Florida can score or because you think Alabama's defense is particularly vulnerable, which is to say, if there is a vulnerability on this Bama team, where do you think it is? Well, Will Anderson is the heart and soul of that defense. He he was uh, banged up last week, and they've said he's been practicing all week, but there's still some question marks on how healthy he is. So that certainly is a plus for Florida. But yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line is if you're going to beat Alabama, you got to score points. I mean, 40 points or more these days in the SEC, especially facing Alabama. And let me give you a stat real quick. Alabama has won 31 straight games versus SEC East opponents. That's the longest win streak against those teams since the oh SEC God. went to divisions in 1992. The last time the Tide lost to an East team was 2010 against South Carolina. So we're, it's literally been over a decade. Something's got to give. I think Bryce Young, the freshman, makes a mistake or two in this one. Maybe keeps Florida in it. I don't think they upset, but I think Florida covers the 14 and a half. And finally, the world's largest drum is officially too big for Notre Dame Stadium, Purdue said Friday. As a result, Purdue's All-American Band will play its first halftime performance without its giant bass drum for the first time since 1979. 
Aaron Yoder, a spokesman for the university's band and orchestra, says Notre Dame Athletics has restricted use of their main tunnel to their own football team and band, which is the only entrance large enough for the drum. We have been told that visiting teams and fans have to use a separate tunnel that is much smaller. Our drum is about 10 feet tall on its carriage and 565 pounds, so it doesn't even come close to fitting in this other tunnel. I, I, I really want to make a Todd Rundgren joke here and, and do something about banging the drum all day, but I just I can't quite put it together. Now that you got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Monday, we'll try to give you everything you need to know from another busy weekend of football. It's the fall. It's that time of year, and we are having a ton of fun watching some ball. So you should, too, and join us on Monday. So, at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.